Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Victoria Wickham, and this is The Daily Download. Today, I'll discuss major forbearance policy changes from the FHFA and FHA. I'll also cover a report from the Mortgage Bankers Association that claims mortgage applications fell six basis points this week, as well as the announcement of Amerihome becoming the latest company to join the mortgage industry's IPO boom. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening, and let's get started with an article written by Alex Roja that claims major forbearance policy changes have been set into motion. According to Roja, the Department of Housing and Urban Development announced on Tuesday an extension that will allow single-family homeowners with Federal Housing Administration-insured mortgages to request an initial forbearance through December 31st. Initially, homeowners with FHA-insured mortgages that needed assistance due to financial hardship from the pandemic had through October October 30th to request forbearance. However, according to HUD, the effects of COVID-19, coupled with its impact on borrowers across the country, led them to extend the period. Currently, the FHA requires mortgage servicers to provide up to six months of COVID-19 forbearance when a homeowner requests this assistance, and up to an additional six months of forbearance for homeowners who request an extension of the initial forbearance. That being said, this means some borrowers may not exit this forbearance until the end of 2021. HUD Assistant Secretary for Housing and Federal Housing Commissioner Dana Wade said by providing this important extension, FHA seeks to assist those struggling with continued financial effects of COVID-19, and their goal is to make sure that no homeowner loses their home unnecessarily as a result of the pandemic. Rojas says the FHA's forbearance announcement now aligns with its extended foreclosure moratorium, which is also set to expire on December 31st. Rojas also notes that FHA expanded its menu of loss mitigation options in July that employed a waterfall method to help servicers assess homeowners at or before the end of the forbearance period. Notably, the FHA is not alone in its efforts as the Federal Housing Finance Agency also set forth plans on forbearance assistance this week, announcing that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will continue to buy qualified loans in forbearance through November 30th. According to the FHFA, it will continue to share aggregated data with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau on loans that enter forbearance before delivery to the enterprises. An action it says will, quote, allow the FHFA to fulfill its obligation under the so-called qualified mortgage patch. 
Our next story also comes from Alex Roja and covers the Mortgage Bankers Association's weekly application survey, which shows mortgage applications fell six basis points this week. According to the MBA, for the second week in a row, mortgage applications faltered slightly, falling 0.6% from the previous week. This week's results show purchase applications took a hit last week, sliding 2% from the week prior, however, remaining 26% higher than the same time period in 2019. Notably, refinances remained relatively stable over the past week, coming in 74% higher than the same week a year ago, and the 30-year fixed rate climbed two basis points to 3.02, marking the highest since late September. In reference to the data, MBA Vice President of Economic and Industry Forecasting Joel Kahn attributed an uptick in mortgage rates as to why conventional and government purchase activity took a step back. According to him, despite an increase in rates, refinance activity remains steady, with FHA refinance applications posting a 17.6% increase, therefore helping to offset declines in the other loan types. In fact, Khan estimates homebuyer demand will remain strong through the fall, given the ongoing housing market recovery. Roja says that the sentiment echoes recent data from the National Association of Home Builders that shows Builder Confident posted its highest score in the survey's 35-year history. Our last story comes from James Kleiman and states lender and servicer Amerahome has laid out the terms of its upcoming initial public offering. According to him, the company plans to raise roughly $250 million by offering over 14.7 million Class A shares priced between $16 and $18, according to the company's amended S-1. Kleiman says the lender, which is under the umbrella of private equity giant Apollo Global Holdings, is also expected to raise an additional $100 million in a concurrent private placement with Starwood, and if the stock trades at the midpoint of $17 a share, a mare home could be valued at $1.3 billion. Climate notes the lender is a heavyweight in the correspondent channel and has a smaller consumer direct channel, sporting roughly $88 billion in servicing volume. According to the S1, overall production volume for the 12 months that ended on June 30th was $53.7 billion, and the company produced about $27 billion in volume through its correspondent channel over the first half of the year, representing about 8% of the market. Kleiman says that's been the key in allowing Amerihome to scoop up purchase loans, as last year, nearly 63% of Amerihome's production volume was in purchase loans through its correspondent channel. According to him, though its correspondent channel is the bedrock of Amerihome's business, its direct-to-consumer channel is also growing quickly, as the S1 shows the company is up $2 billion in originations through the D2C channel. Notably, the S1 also indicates the majority of consumer direct origination activity happening at Amerihome is occurring as it refinances existing customers. HousingWire will continue to follow this story as the company is now one of the latest to join the mortgage industry's IPO craze. It's worth mentioning other IMBs and services to file paperwork to go public in recent weeks include Caliber Home Loans, Finance of America, and United Wholesale Mortgage. That's a wrap for today's episode of The Daily Download. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and join us again tomorrow.